everybody, check it out. Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to start a podcast. It has all the tools in one place that you need right from your phone or computer to edit and publish your podcast. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listing platforms such as Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started now. I'm using it right along with you. The Frankie Files Trigger Warning Some people may find topics discussed in this episode difficult. Please proceed with caution. Hey everybody and welcome to episode 26 of The Frankie Files. I'm Frankie, your host and your producer. This episode is for adult children of cults and those who'd like to know more about us. And it's kind of going to be intense, that's why the trigger warning is on, because this could be emotional and bring up some memories. Okay, so if you're not in the mood for that, save it for later. This episode is about telling your parents it's an opinion and it's my own story integrated into this essay. Telling your parents. At the point of telling your parents about your abuse in a high-demand religious order, cult, church, you're at an incredible catharsis point, a fire of purification not everyone lives through. Us cult kids are left to deal with serious issues that we never get to talk about, society doesn't want to hear about it. Sexual assault, contradictory social beliefs, strange ritual habits, scars, physical or emotional, unfounded fears, lack of financial knowledge, and other major handicaps such as menticide and beating down the ego to the point of devaluation. I cover some of this in episode four, Intro to Adult Children of Cults with several really good articles. So check that out too. One of the quotes from that episode's article says something about we carry out the vow of silence we were taught between ourselves and individuals and ourselves with the master versus our parents. The master or church leader breaks the bond of child to parent early as a matter of course, and the parent allows it as a show of devotion. It eventually becomes the parent offering their children up for sacrifice. The bond is then crushed. If you want to argue with me, I say no. This is from my experience, not a book. That child-parent bond is then broken as early as age seven or, for some, for me, by the age of 12, consciously, okay, from what I can track. The leaders told my mom in a threatening manner to let the master do unencumbered training with her children. This is a plan, and she must not interfere. Those who are in disbelief of this type of behavior, just picture a sports coach that tells the parent they'll shape the child's future into brilliance. Okay? Everybody knows that happens. Now picture that speech 
but interject spiritual death to the parent if they interfere with the master's plan for their child. It happened to me. It's happened to millions of children shaping their futures to serve one person, a religious criminal. There's a reason it took me so many years, 30-some years, to tell my mother about the grooming, dropping out of high school, and sexual abuse that went on for years. The cult makes sure we're so scared and humiliated into never telling our parents at the time of the abuse and swearing on our eternal life. We would never tell anyone about the sex, quote, initiations, etc. Not telling our parents feels like one way to wrap the past up in a can and not have to deal with it when we leave to just go on with our lives. But while that may feel good and work for a while, it won't for very long. Mine took about 28 until it started really being unavoidable. I remember I had told a college friend in 89 or 88, a couple years after I left, and then never really again until about 2000. And then in 06, I remember telling a stranger at a counter, getting copies one day, and she was a therapist, just happened to be, and she asked me a couple of questions. And that's about it. I've basically kept it a lid on it. So not until 2014 did this situation arise where I felt like I had to tell my mom that I had no choice. I'd been covering up for my issues with patches the best I could, but it wasn't exactly working or allowing me to be financially stable due to the things I had to dance around socially. One of the biggest things we have to deal with as cult kids is simply trust issues with people. Women, men, it doesn't matter. Because once you've experienced actual betrayal, not conspiracy theories, but actual conspiracy run on you to steer your life, that lays down fundamental trust issues. Part for the course. On top of that, one of the most dangerous things is having learned the way to be so secretive. Learning the skill of being secretive and living a double life creates a split in you. The ability to be so secretive, to remove yourself from society, is the first thing learned. Rules in the church, commune, or cult are separate from mainstream society. Living with this type of dissonance, going against Our own instincts and nature is something we have to undo later. Part of that undoing is the active shunning and betrayal of our own parents. It's required. Separating ourselves from our parents was extremely painful. It left us as our own parent or a group of people we didn't know as our parent. People who didn't have our best wishes in mind, such as the leader, not at all. We were prizes. We were only resources. Swallowing all of that can be confusing. We were made to believe our parents approved, when in reality, they didn't even know the truth of all that happened. The bitterness towards our parents is from the neglect as a result of cult demand. The money that never reached us was instead tithed. The whole system, which in a closed-in society, has its own justice which for kids just doesn't exist. Bitter punishment and abuse is what many experience at the hands of church leaders 
And if not that, family separation and shunning. One of the very few things we can do for ourselves is to finally stand up to our parents. The act of standing up to our parents is confusing just in its idea at first. We, well, I'll speak from experience. I never confronted the idea in my own head that my mom was at fault. I didn't want to because that's scary and infuriating. The idea of child neglect is hard to accept. Denial of this, shaming and blaming my own self is easier. Even though I was a kid, I was in no way able to make substantial choices from age 8 to 22. It's hard to accept that my mom didn't rescue me. This is a point of anger, of course. Well, it was. I've made peace with it now, and I've reconciled with my mom. But that wasn't the first step. I was victim-shaming myself. I had to doubt the master first, who did my family so wrong. I had to doubt and turn against my groomers and the clergy who used me as a sex toy for years. I had to face the anger that my sister left that place without me. When she had an opportunity to get away, she did. The deep-seated anger with that then had to be faced. And I didn't need a therapist to do that. Sorry, guys. Often talking therapy mirrors the abuse scenario I was in. That's not the right thing for all of us. Confronting the dynamics of my abuse eventually landed me at parental neglect. The fact that my mom was duped does not even play a part in the healing. Yes, she was. And it was tragic. And many other single moms... And whole families were also hurt terribly by Morningland, renamed the monastery in Long Beach, California. The part that we as coal kids have to deal with is that, yes, we were hurt and it was repetitive for years. We were hurt during our parents' watch. I'm envisioning the young girl whose parent signed her daughter up for the Sea Org from somewhere in Europe at age six or seven in Scientology. It's a lifelong commitment to work for Scientology. She was taken to America and immediately separated from her parent. This happens a lot in cults. By the time, in my case, that we moved right next door, we were age 11. You're listening to The Frankie Files, frankiefilespodcast.com. I say we because my sister is my twin. We are four minutes apart in age. Once we started reporting to the temple right after junior high school, and my mom didn't know where we were or what we were doing until she got a fork. And even then, she may have only just known we were on the property. We were picked up at school in a car belonging to the church. Technically, it belonged to one of the clergy members. It was in his name. It was used for the church all the time. That's grooming and trafficking. Those of you listening who were in a cult as a kid have your own similar stories where you were separated from your family, in most cases, subsequently enslaved. Getting to the point of looking at that responsibility your parents had in all this will take some time. A lot of you know exactly what I mean. Some of you have not yet done this, so here's some recommendations. Telling your parents things they didn't know happened to you in the church, cult, or your own family, well, probably more traumatic than the event itself. 
first you have to relieve your own guilt of surviving. It's not your fault. You've been programmed to take all the heat for what happened to you. It's in everyone's best interest to shut you up. You've been shouldering all the blame, secrecy, and guilt. And not until you decide that it's not your fault will you get anywhere. Getting to that conclusion can be complicated. Like coming out of a maze. The cult counts on you not getting there by the time the statute of limitations runs out. It's funny how long it took me. It took me 28 years. The memories were buried, and due to drugging by my abusers in some cases, in the form of food dosing, I had some amnesia. I'm not sure I'll ever find out how much I was drugged and with what. When the memories started flooding back to me about multiple sexual abuses, I wasn't happy or ready. It's pretty upsetting, and it could have involved the date rape drug or other drugs that wiped out memory to make me complicit. Repressed memory can last decades, but the rage came with it. I didn't express it, but was being triggered by letters from my mom stating that I needed to forgive her. It was because of those letters that I decided to eventually tell my mom the secrets I had carried so quietly for 28 years. I had, with my twin, previously decided that telling my mom could kill her. We both agreed on this. We colluded to keep the secrets of our abusers. The only thing we could agree on, though we can't be in the same room for 20 minutes at a time, nor can we have discussions about the past, we agreed that if my mom found out about our sexual abuse, she may have some kind of breakdown or heart attack. I had no plans to talk to my mom. And this full story will be in my future memoir, but I'll hint at it here. When this need to tell my mom I was a teenage sex slave overwhelmed me, like the alien coming out of Sigourney Weaver's stomach in the film The Alien, when that happened, I was living with my mom and we had both just newly moved to Las Vegas, sharing a car, sharing an apartment in Las Vegas, sharing resources. As I worked to establish myself as an entertainment writer there, and she had just retired from work. We were cordial, and it was going pretty good. And then, bam, I had a moment where I realized that I felt suicidal and was carrying the burden of all this alone, and now it was seemed so unfair to me. Soon enough, I just told her one day that I sustained years of sexual abuse along with my sister from the clergy. When I was a teen, I was a teenage sex slave. I was telling her as I was figuring it out myself. There was no one else present. What I never expected was indifference. It enraged me. I raised my voice, pretty unusual for our discussions. We were now in deep space without a guide. I do not recommend doing this without backup. You don't know what a threatened animal may do. The fight was adding to my newly found pain of these memories surfacing so strongly all of it was unexpected. My mom, who'd told me I had to forgive her for what happened, got a response. If you are going to demand I forgive you, you need to know what for. Denial ensued from her end. What happened to me was not her fault, she said, but she didn't even know. 
also an unexpected response. The guilt was clearly so strong she couldn't handle this. And Cole Kids, you can expect a variety of this type of response. Taking responsibility for this stuff is hard for our parents. Because like in my case, they were targeted, trafficked, and indoctrinated. Then the leaders successfully separated us to begin sex grooming with us kids right under her nose. The abuse was more extreme, younger, and unrelenting. While she went to work for eight hours and got relief in this real world, we were exposed to a psycho who dropped us out of school. Admitting responsibility may force introspection from your parent, which they have not yet done. It can go awry. Don't try this at home. When you decide to tell your parents the rest of the abuse they never heard about, you may be in for a shock. They certainly will. It was so bad for me, such a heartbreaking rejection. I moved within a couple of weeks back to Long Beach, California. We then didn't talk for six years. It can go like this, guys, so are you ready for that? It was only by necessity and circumstance during the pandemic that we began speaking. My sister got long-haul COVID. By necessity, I checked on my family, and we all checked on each other, and again began sharing some resources that allowed me to open the topic again to my mother, to accept her apology for the things she did in Vegas. I stood my ground. As a child, I had no responsibility for the abuse I sustained. She finally admitted that to be true. And I was finally able to see more of how they had accomplished the conspiracy on my family. The clergy had played a game on my mom to make her realize if she took us, we'd run back. Though she now had doubts about the cult at that time, it was like in 70s, 80s, she stayed and bided her time till we could all leave, but that never happened. Instead, the moment we turned 18, she was excommunicated, leaving my sister and I completely vulnerable to much more abuse for several years. She was in a rock and a hard place, and then so were we. Telling our parents is the very beginning of taking control switching from victim to survivor. At least it was for me. But many of us never get to that point, sadly. I read a news article during that time of a Catholic man who a priest had raped. After years, he came forward. When asked why now by the reporter uh, somewhere in the East Coast, the victim told the reporter, I just couldn't hold this in anymore. It had to be said. After all is said and done now, I'm glad I did it. I broke the glass. My mom had no idea what happened. I already knew that. I'm sure of this, too, because I saw the pure shock on her face. All her activism to expose the church, which she did for years, couldn't change what this clergy did to her little girls. It hurt to find that out. Her reflex was to say, it's not my fault, when I was expecting hugs. The hugs never came. It was only years after my disclosure that we were able to finally go forward and that she's been able to help me speak out. I'm one of the lucky ones. In my interview of Daniela M. Young, who survived Children of God, we discussed that pivotal moment. When your parents begin to understand the abuse their child endured, we spoke about how difficult it is to tell your parent, in both our cases, our mom, and how we now have a friendship with that parent but it's only because we stepped up and confronted our past. They didn't do it 
with us. This is hard to accept. It's often a can of worms the parent dreads opening simply due to their own overwhelming guilt with the partial knowledge of the abuse. So I challenge you, cult kids, you will never grow in this area until you tell them the unabashed truth. Plan it if you can. Better than I did, have a friend with a ride standing by with a place to go. Your parent may try to call you crazy or put a police 5150 hold on you for confronting them. They may tell police you could hurt yourself or others, and this goes on record. This one guy I was reading in discussion forums online told his dad he had PTSD from stuff that happened as a kid, and that's what happened. He called the police. You're listening to The Frankie Files. FrankieFilesPodcast.com It's hard to admit our parents might not immediately be on our side. Even after all the neglect, there's still a little voice in our head that wants our parents. It's a fundamental need that was never met. Simply being supported by your parent or parents. It hurts a lot. It almost drove me crazy and to suicide. To realize I held such terrible secrets for 28 years, and when I got brave enough to tell the one who enabled it to happen to me, even though she didn't know what was going on, she was my guardian, she was my parent. The one who exposed me to these crazies by going to the church, it wasn't received well. I was gaslit, I was victim shamed, and it broke my heart. It's hard to face the fact that emotionally, you're the adult. You're the parent you never had. You're mature enough to talk about it at 40-something, and your parent is not. But hey, if you want something done right, do it yourself. If you want to heal, waiting for the person who neglected you as a child and allowed the abuse is probably not a good plan. If you're listening and haven't confronted your parents about your family secret, your sexual abuse, your trauma... I encourage you to be in reality and prepare for rejection. You're in a leadership position now and you're doing this so you yourself can move on. Be prepared for the worst. Do it for you. You may be able to forgive your parent like I have. Finally getting the apology from your parents that you always longed for. You may be able to solicit their help in exposing the cult and cautioning others. You may have the pleasure of simply being able to get to know them. They are funny, smart, and creative. That their heart was broken by all this too, just like you. So broken. Once all the defenses are down, you realize your fellow survivors, there's more life to live. It's by no means over, but you'll never get a chance to know your parents outside of this cult unless you give the conversation a try. Just leave room for the other person to catch up. It may take patience, but it's worth it. And most of all, the cult didn't succeed in forever separating you. That's a kick in their face, and it's worth the wait. Until next time. Follow me on Reddit at Frankie Tees and on Twitter at Frankie Tees for supplemental discussion. If you're feeling down and no one's there to actually talk to, there is someone to talk to. 
Call the suicide prevention hotline anytime. This will pass. Please know that many of us have survived these thoughts. Call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255 anytime, day or night. There's a friendly person there that can remind you to value the life you have and that this too shall pass. Again, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 800-273-8255, 800-273-8255, or search online, National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. You're listening to The Frankie Files, frankiefilespodcast.com. I'll be launching the use of a new hashtag, Occupy Cults. Occupy Cults certainly speaks for itself. It's time that we get the word out about the damage these cults do financially, emotionally, psychologically, sexually, generationally. And that's part of what prompted me to begin speaking out. The hashtag Occupy Cults should be placed on anything you want the awareness raised on. I notified the press my list that I use, and I hope that it will help them find stories to raise the awareness and to disseminate this information even more widely than it is now. So check out the hashtag Occupy Cults. Wear it on a t-shirt. Chalk it on the neighborhood. Get the word out. Occupy Cults means just that. Pay attention to what's going on. Those survivors who are trying to speak out need your support. It's extremely difficult for us. So thanks for listening and uh, check out Occupy Cults, the hashtag. Hashtag.